Hey there, true believers, and welcome to episode 28 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today, our topic of discussion is Ant-Man as part of our MCU Rewind series. If you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a sub, and do not forget to hit the bell to get notifications for all, all of our shows like the penultimate game show the cross media show and anime nation if you're watching on twitch and have amazon prime you have prime gaming which means you have one free sub to give out and we'd love it if you give it to us but if not that's all right for those of you that don't know who i am my name is ruben i am the director of the penultimate conquest today my co-hosts as always are christian Macias and Eric in. How you guys doing? Oh, uh, I was, I'm doing good. Like I, <laughs> I told you guys in the pre-show, we had uh, Ruby's baby shower. So that's All exciting. Right. It's weird to think that a month from now, Ruby can pop out at any moment. Yeah. Weird, strange. But either either way. Absolutely bonkers. You scared? Excited? I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't be lying if I said I wasn't scared. I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but, you know, I'm Coward. I'm ready. So coward. I'm just kidding. Send us pics. Send us <laughs> yeah, pics yeah. when she's out and about. Pics. It was funny. Like today, they got uh, some of Tessa's coworkers got her like little Grogu stuff. Yeah, you know, like a little Grogu's uh, hoodie and um, stuff. So obviously, when Ruby and I watch Star Wars together, she will wear that of all course. the time. Of course, so. you guys can play that new Quantic Dream Star Wars game. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope it's just like pressing the button, just going Kenobi, Kenobi. Yeah. I don't get the reference. Anyway, uh, Christian, I'll explain you when you're older. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that, Christian. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Timbers beat LAFC yesterday. It was a big game. Nice to get three no points idea at home. What that means, but okay, I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad yeah. you're happy. Well, how was the atmosphere? Oh, you went. Yeah, free. I had a, a friend hit me up. And he's like, "Hey, I got two free tickets. Uh, like, do you want them? They're free to you." And I was like, "I can't take them." He's like, "No, just take them." So I was like, "Okay." Amazing seats, right next to, like, right in front of like one of the ends, so I can see like the Timbers like trying to score goals, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, sad to miss being in like general admission, like Timbers Army section, but otherwise it was like great. Uh, cool to see my area be like fully masked up and just hanging out, eating some food, and watching an, a. a Really good soccer game, so it's fun. Good, good. I'm glad. Um, all right. Before we get into it, let's do uh, a little housekeeping. The Cross Media Show is happening tomorrow. We saved the superhero conversation for this week because Eric really begged uh, begged me to be on the episode, and he's off tomorrow, so that all works I, out. I, I thought it was the penultimate game show. That's right. I thought we were talking yeah. about superhero games. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Oh, man. Oh, man. What was I thinking? Oh, the cross-media show is happening on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is going Thirsty to be... Thursday. That is going to be our... Um, blech. I can't even... I don't even know what I'm talking about, guys. It's going to be our conversation of the MCU, and it's four new movies slated for 2024. Very excited stuff. Very exciting. Um, just a friendly PSA, Kind of Bridge of Spirits is out tomorrow. That has nothing to do with us. We just wanted to get that info out there because, like, if you don't have that game already, like, pre-downloaded, like, you're fucking up. 
So go buy I don't it. Know. Let, let's let's temper our expectations. Listen, here listen, a listen. Bit. It's, it's like a beautifully right? looking. It's a beautiful looking game, and it's a way to support the uh, indie devs. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Go buy it. Maybe. We'll see. Um, this past Saturday, Christian got a couple of guests to do a spoiler cast on. Christian, remind me, what what was that spoiler cast? Life is Strange two co- True Colors. It was me, uh, Griffin, Ethan, and and Roe. And we, we chopped it up about Life is Strange True Colors for about an hour and a half. Uh, really dug deep into like the choices that we all made. And kind of flushed out uh, Alex Chen's motives and kind of see where she was by the end of the game and how we each interpreted our own endings. It was a lot of fun. You should check that out if you've played Life is Strange. All right, cool. And that will be up tonight uh, in about an hour, I think. Actually, it should be up nice. in about 15 minutes, if I'm being honest. Um, it was funny how when you were reading that last line, like your train of thought ended. Because I can see on the dock here, you had spoiler cast on and then nothing. And then well, that's because that's when and it is that's where that's where we stopped talking before. Like we were <laughs> that's just what I'm that's what that's why I laughed because yeah. your train of thought literally ended where the yeah that was that was all part of the plan. Eric, okay, all part of the plan. Uh, some bit of Marvel news: the sixth episode of What I, If. What? Go ahead. I have one. I have one more uh, stream and po- stream and podcast update. I guess sort. I guess show update. All right, YouTube up? update. Tomorrow, oh, yeah, that's if right. You're if you're, <laughs> no, you forgot. If you're listening to this live or if you're not and you're listening to it on YouTube or podcast services, it might be up already now. Go check out the newest video essay, the first uh, of our channel uh, that I made uh, de- on Death Stranding. So peep that. It's very nerdy and it might be a little bit boring, but would love your support that's regardless. Possible. It's about Kojima. It can never be boring. Kojima-san, thank you. All right. That's time for some Marvel news. The sixth episode of What If... Uh, what If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark happened last week. I haven't watched it. I know Christian hasn't watched it. Eric, have you watched it? No, as I said, I'm pretty sure I have not watched it yet. Okay. All right. Well, give us... So, we I... all loved it. Give me your 30-second review of what you think it could be. Uh, I think Killmonger's going to rescue Tony Stark in Afghanistan. They're going to become best buds. Is he going to be, like, is he I don't, shoving I don't, out? Is he shoving I, out Don Cheadle? I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it. I think Don Cheadle is in this episode, if I'm mm. not mistaken. But, yeah, I know, but is he, like, Tony's new best friend, you know? I, yeah, it's, he is Tony's best friend. He saved him, so. Wakanda is, is in it, so. Hmm. Is 2D Michael B. Jordan just as sexy? I mean, I don't find Michael yes. B. Jordan sexy, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to the... I guess you're in the minority. I am in the minority. I'm totally fine with that. I don't... It is what it is, you know? Um, next up, we have some Shang-Chi... Sorry, some Shang-Chi uh, news. It holds the number one spot again at the box office with a pandemic-impressive $21 million for the third week in a row. Or, well, third week. In the box office, number one, uh, and a total of 176 million so far, which I forgot what the the uh, budget was, but I'm assuming like I think it was about 176, 175. Okay, well, gotta be around there, right? I don't, I don't remember. I think this was like the 150 one. to 200 million. Okay, all right. Is the budget? 
right. So it's, did you it's guys see that Forbes article about Shang Chi? No. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, that was why. What a headline! What was the headline? Uh, let me let me find it. Hold on. It did not make pe- people happy. When it came out. It's it essentially it's like it's Shang Chi is doing really well for a minority movie. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, it was also like it shows the limits of diversity in film. There you I'm go. Like, uh, Why? Who, who, wrote uh, who wrote this? Well, uh, Scott Mendelson wrote it. <sighs> okay. So I know that you know it's it's hard really now to judge film judge films box office stuff because we're still in a pandemic. Uh, so it's really hard. This one, obviously, if you look at these numbers now, just in a vacuum, obviously, Black Widow and Shang-Chi and relative to the MCU is definitely underperforming. But you have to look at it now in a new vacuum, I guess, with pandemic and people are still kind of iffy about going to theaters. But I think I don't think Eternals that it, it makes me a little nervous for Eternals. Yeah. Um, so, because I think Spider-Man will be okay. Yeah, of course. Spider-Man's going to be fine, because that's a brand everyone knows and stuff. But, like, these past... Like, Black Widow is a brand everyone knows. But, like, Shang-Chi and the Eternals, these are brands that no one really knows that much yet. And, obviously, Shang-Chi did really well at the box office, broke Labor Day records. So, that's very important. Yeah. Um, but I just worry about the longevity of these movies. Because you know you, you talk you talk about the different legs of the film where it's like okay how good does it do in like the second weekend third weekend because like most Marvel movies you know they have legs and can run a while but also those movies were opened in China and like Shang Chi mm-hmm. still hasn't opened in China I don't know if it's going to or not um, that's your biggest market so did it just fun- get a release date in China today we'll, we'll see. Because that, that's a big deal for the movie. I have I didn't no, see No, I'm sorry. Um, no. I think, I think I'm thinking of Dune. Yeah. Because that's, that's hundreds of millions of dollars on the table right there. Because I think, if I remember correctly, Endgame did six fifty plus million in China alone. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm just really concerned for Eternals, really. Because... I'm worried that people are going to look at these movies and be like, obviously, you have, right now, you have a woman-led film, an Asian-led film, and a very diverse cast-led film. And, of course, obviously, the neckbeard YouTube boys are going to look at this as, like, Marvel is failing and stuff, but you can't look at it that way because, obviously, if you look at it in previous light, possibly, maybe, but they're, do, they're still doing really successful. Domestically, they're still doing very well, but... Well, Eric, I'm just... glad you brought up Spider-Man because our next Marvel News story is all about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Did Appar- you skip one? I did skip one because you had the perfect segue mm. and I wasn't going to ruin it. Apparently, mm. the post credit scene for Venom, Let There Be Carnage has been leaked, I guess is the right word. Uh, mm. I, yeah. And eesh, I'm really hoping it's not true. I was... I, oh, did you I, le- did you I, look it up? I looked it up and I read it, and I'm really hoping it's not true. I won't I, spoil it for anybody that's interested in seeing this movie. God, I really hope you're not interested in seeing this movie. But if you're interested, 
the leak is on Reddit, so go check it out if you want uh, to. They did just have a new TV spot on, I think, yesterday because it was Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like I, there was like a quick one second shot of like a spider going across a newspaper, and like someone smacks it. I think it was Carnage or something. I uh, hey, it's ninety minutes, man. So you're in and you're out. <laughs> So. No, that's that's even too we much. We don't want for me. you to go in. We don't want I'm you to see go. it, guys. I will go watch this for the Eric, penultimate. Don't do it. I don't I want do you to. I I will literally it. pay you not to go watch this movie. You can't not pay me. To we go we have to not no, submit no. to these studios. That's not what you. That's not what I said. I said I will literally see, like, pay you to not go see this movie. And the problem this lies in, I know we're like having a bit right now. It's like people are saying like, don't no, this isn't a bit. Eric, this isn't no, a like, bit. No, we're, no, we're we're talking like. Let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Okay. Because I mean, Christian just made a point. Don't support these studios, and I think like the problem is some people have where it's like people don't want Marvel Studios to have a minority on a bunch of superhero stuff. But mm. if you don't want that, then you need to go support these other superhero films. Like that's a good point. Like that. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the that's the catch twenty two there though, Ruben. So if you don't just want Marvel movies, you got to go support the other stuff as well. Okay, I want you. I want you to hear me. DC comes out when Sony movies come out, even though you're not really excited because we know obviously the pedigree isn't there with Marvel Studios. If you want there to be, you know, okay, hear me out. Hold on, Ruben. Okay, all right. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And and to Eric's point, because he's onto something. For every like Venom, let there be Carnage, and. x-men dark phoenix dark phoenix we do eventually get a logan so yeah there's something there to uh, to be said morbius. about like ah morbius no come on man you can't I no, you have can't to see tell morbius. me that you're not gonna see venom listen, and then you're gonna go see listen, morbius you're not understanding okay morbius has vulture in the fucking trailer Okay? okay i need to see how that plays out why he's in there like what's happening What's happening? I think it's just if you want different stuff to happen, you need to go support the other studios. And obviously, because I know that I mean, obviously Carnage is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. So I want to see Carnage. And the problem is Carnage looks great. No, he doesn't. Woody Harrelson looks yeah, he awful. Does. Carnage <laughs> looks great. Woody Harrelson looks awful with that. Yeah, way. I'm not seeing this for Woody Harrelson. I'm seeing this for Carnage. Okay. Have you seen the new posters, Eric? Come on. They're so bad. They're so bad. I know Marvel can't say much. Marvel posters haven't been great. That's true. I think the last good Marvel poster. Let me think. I really like the Guardians one. And it was just them. I think Guardians 2 had the good one where it was like the super colorful one where like Peter Quill had like his hand up in the air or something. Looked like kind of like Tron. Uh, But yeah, Marvel Marvel posters really aren't that great. Okay. I want you to hear me out. Okay. Okay. I, it's hard not to hear you with your face just superimposed on the screen here. I will. I would rather watch 2015's Fantastic Four. No, you would. Don't four say Four times it. in a row than see watch that? Venom or Venom. Yeah. Let there be carnage again. Did you see Fantastic Four 2015? I did. Okay, then you obviously should know that that's crazy. Fantastic Four 2015's Fantastic Four is really bad. Yeah, and I'd rather watch that shitty ass movie five times in a row than watch Venom again and Venom Let There Be Carnage. So you would rather watch what they did to Doctor Doom yeah. than this? Yes. Okay. Did I watch Fantastic Four? 
I really I hope skipped you didn't. it. I really hope you didn't. It was so bad. Like, I remember obviously watching it. I was like, oh, look, because they shot some on LSU's campus. I'm like, oh, look, been in there. Oh, been in there. Had a class in there. Whoop. Um, so, but, oh, man, what they did to Doom. Ugh. Horrendous. Anyway, our next news story is Marvel teases a terrifying new threat for the Avengers. Feige has finally confirmed that the fifth Avengers movie is in the works. And according to Yahoo Entertainment, he didn't provide any specifics, cautioning fans a month ago, telling us that you need to build the saga before you bring, start bringing everyone together. And if that's not the fucking hypest thing you've ever heard. I mean, I've what, what, how is that? Uh, Okay. How is that hype? How is that the most hypest thing you've ever heard? If I, if I, if I was there, I would have gotten chills. I think what's important now, he says, I think I'm more excited for them fleshing out all this stuff than having big team yes. up stuff. Like, yeah. have the biggest team up, like, have this Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, like, have, like, the No Way Home and the Multiverse of Madness, have that be the big team up. I don't want to see, like, another big team up movie for a while. You got I, Avengers in 2024. I'm, I'm just calling it now. Five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would much rather see all these smaller stories. Obviously, Eternal is not going to be small because, you know, it's fucking eons and shit. Who knows? Who knows what will be that terrifying new threat? Could it be? I wouldn't want to see the actual new threat until like 2030. You know what I mean? That's a bit much. That's that's cool. pushing it. Just a I, I think a big movie every ten years is fucking flames. Dude. I don't know about that. That's a bit much. The Avengers fight income tax reform. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, but who knows? It could be Kang. It could be. It's it's gonna be Doom. Mephisto. It's Doom. It could be Doom. Oh God! We do God Doom. Oh man! It could be Fink Fang Foom. Who knows? I just did like you just saying, try to rhyme. No. It I could just be, like it saying could, Fink Fang Foom. You know who it could be? These nuts. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <for one. laughs> that was good. That was good. It would have been better if you said Aldi. But that, I, I'll take Aldi. that. Aldi. I'll, I'll take that. And that's when we would have said Aldi who. Galactus, maybe. Eh, we'll Dragon. Um, and the last Marvel News segment, story, segment, whatever it is, uh, is WandaVision got snubbed at the Emmys. I, for one, will be writing to my local congressperson about this outrage. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen needs a goddamn Oscar. And Christian, you've been telling me this for weeks now, like... The Emmys have nothing to do with the Oscars. Like, I, I just don't believe it. Like, there's no way that she couldn't get an Oscar for her performance in WandaVision. Okay? I won't stand for it's it. It's not a movie, and it didn't release in theaters. It's, I won't stand for it, Christian. All right? I won't stand for it. Anyway. Um, none of them got... Oh, I'm skipping ahead. The set designs, the costume designs, the music. None of them got an Emmy... And it's bullshit. Okay, it's Ruben, absolutely I'm gonna, bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there, Ruben. Why? Um, they, they, they did win Emmys in those three. Oh, they Agatha all along did win best original score. Well, good for they Agatha. Did, they did win best Emmy for <laughs> best costuming, sci-fi, fantasy for the first episode. They did win best production design. So, oh. for like a limited series. Okay. So, WandaVision did win Emmys. Okay. 
But where's her goddamn Oscar? Eric? I, I I mean, you may have to talk to the the board about that. I, oh, I will. Again, I'll be writing to my local congressman. Medium. I also will say, what is the name of this character you have decided to bestow on us right here? This what, bit. What character? This, this Elizabeth Olsen Oscar character. What's his name? It's me. It's you? Yeah, I've been saying that since WandaVision episode one. Mm. She deserves an Oscar. A Kate Winslet one. In her. Uh, yeah, that's very, okay. very, yeah. very oh, cool. Man. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, according to Variety, the series was predicted to at least uh, to win at least two awards for acting. Both Catherine Hahn and uh, Paul Bettany were heavily tipped as favorites in their categories for limited series drama. So, I'm just saying. I will. I will say it was Vishon Eric Vishon got. I will snuck. say it was a big night for genre TV. Yeah, like this is probably the most recognition yeah. genre TV's ever gotten in a long time. You know, like Mandalorian was up for best drama series. Mandalorian was up for best writing in a show, um, best guest actors, best um, direction, best production yeah. design, costuming, which and like makes the sense. Were in it. Yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I'm just I'm agreeing. Like season two of Mandalorian is like awesome. So. Yeah, and yeah. so like, I think the uh, the last episode, the Jedi got uh, nominated for best writing. So um, I used to think like the boys got nominated, you know, Wandavision, um, all this stuff. So it was a big night for genre TV. So um, yeah, uh, having twenty three Emmy nominations is nothing to shake a stick at. Oh no, like, that's a, that's a big deal, especially for like superhero stuff. Yeah, like, I remember when it was a big deal and Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Like that was a big oh, deal. Oh yeah, obviously, obviously it wasn't going to win, but it won Oscars that night for like production design and costume. Like these are big deals. Like it may not be like the big pedigree, Best Actor, Best Picture stuff, but like being nominated for this stuff is still we've come a long way. Like yeah, genre, it's like a, superhero stuff. It's a step in the right direction towards recognition, mm-hmm. right? Chloe Zhao going to win a uh, Best uh, Cinematography. Calling it now. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. What do you mean we'll see about that? Not what Dennis has to say. Oh, cin- cinematography? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who the DP is on that movie. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Can I say one more thing, Ruben, before Absolutely. we move on? Go right ahead. Hey, the media journalists, stop asking directors about Marvel. Ugh. Tell me about it. Just stop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's so, so yeah. boring. Like it They do it for just, clicks. It literally just creates headlines where people just jump on. I can't even say his last name properly, so I'm not even going to try. Dennis Villeneuve. Like, it you say Dennis? Dennis. I'm going to call him Dennis. Is it not Dennis? Uh, <laughs> it is not Dennis, but we'll allow so, Eric to say Dennis. Uh, Dennis obviously said that they're, they're like cookie cutters. Sometimes they're the same. And, like, you know what? What's he, the last movie he did? I, well, he played under twenty forty nine. He's made some cool okay, stuff. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's made some cool stuff, but obviously, like when you corner these directors like that and ask them about this, and they don't have anything, they're not like super overjoyous and stuff. It's like the internet just attacks them, and obviously, he can think what he wants. Like I don't agree with him, but cool if he thinks that way. Same with Scorsese. Like they're fine. You don't have to ask them. Everything can coexist together. You can have. Dune, and you can have Gungshi. Like that's fine. I've never seen anything or read anything Dune. Neither have I. The cast is pretty stacked, so I'm gonna watch it. On Zimmer, you know I'm already in. Yeah. 
So some some people who watched it at TIFF were saying uh, it's it's probably the best Hans Zimmer score. Oh God, that just <laughs> made my day, Christian. That just made my fucking day. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad to hear that. Oh God. Ugh. I just thought of a world without Hans Zimmer, and I got really scared. Um, <laughs> what if Hans Zimmer wasn't around? Oh, no, no. I don't even put that out. What of if everything was Danny Elfman? I'd be okay with that, but, like, Hans Zimmer has sort of flair, you know? Whoa. So, let's get into it. Ant-Man premiere date was June 29th, 2015. Just over a little over a month after Age of Ultron, and woo, woo, man, oh man, what do you mean oof? What do you no, mean? what does that mean? It's, it's a good oof. Like oh, okay, it, I, it was it was very soon, but like I'm glad it was like so close together. You know, yeah, I mean it was almost two months, so yeah, but you know, I'm glad it wasn't more than that, just because like yeah. what a what a great character uh, with a budget of 130. To one hundred and sixty-nine point three, nice uh, million dollars, and a box office of five hundred and nineteen point three million dollars. Wow, what for Paul Rudd. a success! Now, can we just say, like, I know we're gonna get into it later, but like Paul Rudd in this movie is phenomenal. Like, there is no other person I could have picked for this role that would have done it so well. I love Ant Man. I, I like. I loved the like Paul Rudd's portrayal of Scott Lang. It's yeah. it's so fucking. It's, it's yeah. so great. It's good. So great. Um, directed by Peyton Reed, uh, which he's one of the my favorite MCU directors. He's top three right now. Who are your top three? Um, also, obviously, it's the Russo brothers is number one. Um, Peyton Reed and. John Watts are tied for two. Mm. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He's my former boss. I can't really say shit about him. He said, you fuck know. Ryan Coogler, I guess. I did. I did. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, I hope Ryan Coogler's in your top five. Huh? Nothing. Keep going. Ryan Coogler's not in my top five. I'm sorry to tell you this. Um, screenplay <laughs> by Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish, Adam McKay, and Paul Rudd. And man, oh man, I love me some Adam McKay in the MCU. This is by far probably the funniest MCU movie we've had so far. Is that true? Uh, I saw Eric do the same thing. I I would say (laughs) only just because Luis. No, I will will talk about Luis. I I still have my issues with Luis. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, I didn't really prep the... I'd say Guardians is funnier than this, but that's just me. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. This is one of the funniest MCU movies. There's no doubt about it. And one of the most creative. One of the most creative. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, as you can see, I didn't prep many discussion questions. (laughs) I am just going to say, first things first, this movie is probably my favorite MCU... Favorite in the entirety of the MCU just because of all the things it does. It shows off a character which I had no fucking clue about in such a great way. And I'm even going to say this is way better introduction to a character than Shang-Chi. All right, Eric. Can right. We, I, don't know if, I don't know if I want a podcast with Ruben anymore. No, like, I, listen, listen, I, listen. I understand, like, that's, that's a 
you know, my view on this is just like not the normal view, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. But like this movie is everything I want. It's a heist it's movie. Still, it's still it's fresh a, too. It's a heist movie. It's a superhero movie in one. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. I think it works, I think it works up because it's a comedy that just happens to have um, high stuff and superhero stuff. Yes. In it, so, yeah. It's a perfect trifecta. That's all I awesome. think what works well about it is like the superpower is not like just some crazy, like he just shrinks. It's just tech. That's all it is. I think that's yeah. what makes it like the heist so much better. It's like he not, he doesn't have superpowers. He can just shrink really small. Um, but I will say this is one of the best. Uh, one of the best movies for me in the MCU. Like, obviously, I think ranking on it, I have it in the middle because everything else above it is just so much more impactful to me. But this movie is really good. I think it has a very nice pace. It it is pretty quick, um, which I mm-hmm. think is its benefit. I definitely like this more than Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I think of the two movies, I prefer Ant Man. You want to know why? Adam McKay what? was why? brought back for Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm I'm gonna be so excited to rewatch Ant Man and the Wasp because I remember really loving that movie the second or the first time I watched it because of its like I thought it was just a better comedy than the superhero movie in like in general. Um, and then I re- of course we watched this last night and I was like, huh, I don't know anymore because this movie like like how Eric said is so strong, especially because of its pace. I think it's like minute to minute works really well and it's keeping me entertained. And it's not dragging at any point, really. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. So, uh, before we continue on this route, I want to start campaigning for at least the top three spot for this movie. We I, have Michael Douglas. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Listen, listen, just listen. You're not doing a strong case We right have Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, in Paul a terrible way. Rudd, yeah, it is a terrible rig. Yeah, but that's okay. She's like her character is yes. great in this. Movie. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, Paul yes. Rudd and uh, I forgot this guy's name. Darren Cross. Okay, <laughs> one of the weakest. I mean, what? Oh, that's we got a, a that's, whole yeah. section dedicated that's, to that. That's, that's okay. That's okay. But you know, he, uh, again, perfect three. This movie comes in threes. We got Judy Greer in this movie. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Judy Greer. Mm-hmm. We've got Bobby. What? <laughs> Italian Just last kiss. name whose name I can't remember. He was in Ruben's O face. No, Justin. No, Bobby Cast. <laughs> no, I don't remember his name. Is y'all know who I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. He yes. was in the area. Yeah. great. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah. Ti. Like yeah. We have Ti <laughs> in the MCU. Are you kidding me right now? The uh, other guy, Polka Dot Man, I can't remember who's no. He's great in this movie. Yes, too. Like, I completely oh, forgot that was him. I don't, I don't like him in this movie. Wait, there's, th- yeah, that, but that's from the second movie. That is from the second one. No, another one we forgot about. Um, God, he was in Remember the Titans. I can't remember his name. He was also in The Wire. He played uh, Bobby's uh, partner in the movie, his detective partner. I can't remember his name. He was in The Wire. Right he was in The Wire as Bobby's partner? No, in this movie, he is Bobby's partner. Well, Bobby's not his character's name. That's the actor's name. Oh, you're talking about the, the, the CIA bad, bad guy? No. Ah, oh, fuck. What was his name? Shit. Oh. Okay, I, I have the cast open. Wood Harris. Oh. Uh, David Harris, yeah. Um, he he was in The Wire. He was uh, Avon Barksdale. 
he was Julius Campbell and Remember the Titans. Um, yeah, he was he was funny in it too. Like, there's a lot of good in this movie, Ruben. I don't know if I can go top three good, but there's a top lot five. of re- top five. Yes, I'm I'm with you on top five. Okay, all right, all right. As long as we're top five, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, what did you guys think of this movie? Let's start Eric, with Christian. Please. No, let's start with, uh, <laughs> with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what what it went, how it went for me yesterday. I'm sitting here, and usually Sundays are, are my day where I don't eat as much. It's my break from eating so many calories during the week. I'm trying to gain weight. And so on Sunday, I'm, I kind of take it easy. And this movie starts, and Louise is like, you want some waffles? And I'm like, fuck, now I want pancakes. <laughs> and so I pause the movie, and I go make pancakes. And then I sit here with my pancakes, and I watch the rest of this movie, and it's fucking awesome because, like, it's so entertaining. Yeah, I, I forget. Ruben is right that it is. But you guys are both right. I think it's like one of the stronger MCU movies. If we had it like as a tier ranking, there's obviously the S tier movies in the MCU. Like the, the of course, the Russo brother movies are S tiers. I would probably make the argument that Ant Man is probably an an A tier movie. Paul Rudd's performance, how smart it's written, and how amazing the pace is. How fresh it still feels, even rewatching it now. Like not many movies are. Uh, they're usually like superhero movies first and like the other genre second. This way it feels the other way around where it's like a Paul Rudd movie slash heist movie first and superhero stuff second. Yeah. I think that contributes a lot to why this movie is so strong. And I really liked it on this rewatch. Plus you have the chemistry with Evangeline Lilly and Paul It's Rudd. so good, dude. Oh my God. I would say this is probably better than uh, – almost as good, not better. Almost as good as Tony with uh, Pepper. I'd say almost, yeah. Yeah, almost as good. Eric, um, what are you talking? Hmm. I I really like this movie. I think it's really fun. I the funny thing is, uh, Tessa did not see this movie with me in theaters for the first time. Um, the first time she actually watched this movie is when she had uh, brain surgery, and we were in the her hospital room, and Ant Man was one of the movies that you could watch on the TV, and so we started watching it, and like she's just out. And um, I think about a week later, she was like, oh, let's let's watch Ant-Man. I'm like, we watched this last week. You don't remember? Eric, I was under some drugs a lot. <laughs> yeah. so I, don't, I don't really remember this movie, but she watched it. Yeah, she liked it. I like this movie. Um, I lost. I remember the end credit scene lost my mind when it said we got a guy who can climb up walls. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was Spider-Man already in the MCU at this point? Like, were those like what did that news break already? Or I, I can't was, remember. February of 2015, when um, that news broke, oh, really? and so maybe they threw that in there um, just to have it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this movie's this movie's really fun. Uh, I, I this is one of the MC movies I can just rewatch a lot because it's just fun. If you told me yep. I had to watch this movie over again tonight, I'd be like, yeah, sure, let's go, let's do it. It was also such a nice change of pace from like the super heavy seriousness of Age of Ultron. Yes, and then yeah. you get this movie, and it was, it was nice, lighthearted, fun. So, oh man, so good. Uh, do we have anything else that we want? We have again. This is me campaigning. We have Thomas the Train Engine becoming a big prop of in this movie. Like, come on. I I do kind of wish I remember when the movie's coming out I kind of wish some of these like the best moments what I'd call the best moments of the movie weren't like part of the trailers because I think the train scene when um, 
Darren Cross gets hit by the train is like one of the funniest moments of that movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, like it's kind of ruined by like marketing. Like you're already expecting it during the movie. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's still a strong segment. He looks so scared, and then he just realized like, oh, yeah, it's just a toy train. I don't need to worry about it. Also, also Paul Rudd and like working for Baskin Robbins is just funny. <laughs> gets fired Baskin Robbins uh, always finds out to your point Ruben I think this movie is very creative especially with the fight scenes Yeah, like the fight in the briefcase uh, when they bump into the phone the music starts playing I think that's really good the fight on like that they had this big final you know with most Marvel movies you got Ultron bringing down Sokovia you got Cat breaking down the Triskelion the final fight in this movie is on his daughter's play train set yeah I thought that that was really really mm-hmm. genius um i uh i i think it was funny if you guys remember like the behind the scenes shit that went in this movie like the whole um let's see oh my god i'm drawing a blank edgar wright how he was supposed to write and direct yep. this movie and then that was like one of the first big cases of uh a director and marvel just not getting along yeah. Um, and he left that, but he still has some story credit on it. Cause I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, it was like Comic-Con 2012. They actually showed some test footage of what Ant-Man would be yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was that hallway scene where he's just kicking, uh, those two security guards ass. But, um, yeah. I, this movie, I was really interested with this movie. Cause how are you going to do Ant-Man? How are you going to make audiences love Ant-Man? Of course, like Marvel finds a way to do it. They just care about a talking tree, a talking raccoon. Yeah. Um, but and that's why like, Marvel's so good. It's, oh, sorry. Oh yeah. No, no. You're you're right. Like Marvel's great at that because they figure out what makes these characters important. That's the human side of them, not their powers. Yes. Uh, I want to give some credit to uh, Peyton Reed. Obviously, he's known for Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant Man, and he's. Uh, going to be directing Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantumania. He was also a director for a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. Uh, And, of course, he did a couple episodes of New Girl. I don't know why I brought that in there. But he also did... Yeah. He also did Yes Man and The Breakup. I love Yes Man. Are you kidding me right now? He also did Bring It On. I was just going to say that, yeah. So... And he did a couple episodes of Mr. Show. God, wow, really? And also the Weird Al show. I did not know he did New Girl. Oh, Weird Al. Yeah, interesting. I'm sorry, I'm thinking Ali G. Never mind. Take it back. All right. That's great. He did the Uh, best episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Which one? What is that? Season two finale. The Jedi one? The the one with Luke, yeah. Spoilers. It's a pretty good episode. Okay, I have some stuff to say about Ant-Man. Yeah, go for it. Listen. Phase 3, of course, is when I think it starts getting really unique for Marvel. But Phase 2 doesn't get enough credit, right? And I think where it starts is Guardians, where like we start getting how weird and interesting and unique the MCU can be. I think for me, why I found it so great the first time and why it's still fun the second time is that Ant-Man does feel separate from the MCU. Like, it, it feels kind of unique and, and different to, like, the normal superhero, um, what do you, what do you call that? Solo? What, what is the, uh, what is that? The origin story. Yeah. Okay. One of the reasons why I love it so much is that the, like, the lens, the sh- subject lens is so cool seeing, um, like, the camera work go from 
normal perspective yeah. down to the shrinking perspective when he puts it on the suit for the first time in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. That scene, oh, we'll just, we can just stop there. That scene alone is so fucking cool just to watch like visually. It's like, it's so interesting. That scene, the scene where they're fighting in the freaking uh, suitcase, like Eric said, like briefcase, sorry, not suitcase. The scene where he's running through the carpet on the little girl's table. Like, oh, yeah. Me? And he just brings then, a whole bunch of ants. The scene where he is getting attacked by the crazy ants and he's like, that was, and he just embiggens and he's like, that was uh, scarier a, a couple seconds ago. Um, like, come on. Like, everything in this movie, and I will say. Antony. Oh, God. That's the only part I didn't like about this movie. Like, ugh, what? You, you couldn't think of a better name than Anthony. Anthony? That's it's an awesome funny. Pop- yeah. Because we'll get into the worst part about this movie, Ruben. Okay. Is it Darren Cross? And However, it is Darren Cross. I will say one thing Darren Cross has going for him. His suit looks fucking kick-ass. All right? It's, it's a CGI suit, but it still looks fucking great. Oh, the yellow jacket suit. Yes, the yellow jacket. I thought you meant like just like the the suit. My God, look at that three piecer right there. Um, oh, can we? Quick he does second. look good in three piece though. Uh, what what do you call that? The de aging tech of Disney oh. has not held up as well as I thought it was going to be. But I, I don't know about that. Good I think, enough. I think Michael Douglas looks okay. It's a little uncanny. Okay. All it's right. no. It's no. It's not as bad as. Uh, Tony, Grandmaster Card, and Rogue One, and Leia, and Rogue One, like those were bad. Oh, yeah. Those were really bad. Um, but, um, oh my God, I forgot what was I gonna say. Darren Cross, Darren Cross, bad. Like not a not a fun villain. Like it was just, Dad, you didn't notice me. God, I'm gonna take everything from you. Bad. Like that. yeah, he's a little whiny. Yeah, I was. He is only hotter than Abomination, everyone, according to Vulture. That's right. Darren That's Cross right. is not a hot man at all. I forgot about that. How could we forget? Especially no, in that creepy yeah, suit. Boring, one-dimensional, literally was just like, guys, yeah. I've got to make Ham, Hank Pam pay. I was let down by Darren because I, I, I love that actor. and I yeah. used to watch House of Cards when it, back when House of Cards was good. And, like, when I found out that he was going to be the MCU villain, I was like, cool. Uh, what a great opportunity to have some uh, antagonist be, like, menacing and interesting, but maybe a little bit empathetical. And I don't know. And I just didn't get that with, with Darren Cross at all. I was really hoping that it was going to be more, like, obviously more character depth than him just being, like, oh, my mentor just, like, gave up on me. And he hires some Joe Schmo off the street, you know. But, He's kind of like Kylo Ren, though, if you think about it. Yeah, but like Kylo Ren is a source of same motivations. Before. Same motivations. Yeah, but Kylo Ren. You're not gonna, you're not gonna Kylo Ren's a better about, character. You're no, not I like Kylo Ren on the show, Ruben. Huh? I know you like Kylo Ren, Christian. I'm talking to Ruben. What'd you say? Kylo Ren does not get shamed on this. No, 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 no shame at all. Show. No shame at all. No. Okay. no, of course not. I think he he's... literally held that trilogy on his back. <laughs> that's just what, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. He did. Um, I got nothing else to say, but like this, okay, I, I, the creativity in this movie is phenomenal. Listen, when I was in the theater, 
I was on the verge of shitting my pants when <laughs> Scott realizes he's got. I mean, they introduced it earlier, but when you realize he's got to go, he's like, I got to go subatomic. And you get the subatomic sequence. I left that theater being like, this is the number one Marvel movie. Of course, I don't actually think that now, but like initially when I first watched that scene, I was here, like, Eric. Yeah, what you. the fuck? He just said I can't. I, no, dude, and like, I. I can't believe like we're actually going to be exploring more of the quantum realm now. Like we've gotten hints of it with like the rumor is that Loki takes place in the quantum realm. Like that's where they're actually. I think Eric even mentioned that earlier too. Yes. Um, they use quantum tech to, of course, time travel and Endgame, and then of course reading a whole quantum media movie. So, like, I am so excited to explore this further. Like, oh, it's awesome. All everything with Michael Douglas and the way he talks about his past, I think, is really well done. There's a, a scene with Evangeline Evangeline Lilly. When he finally admits to um, her, how his uh, his how his, her mother actually passed away, which was the the scene when they're like stopping a Russian nuke, and it got me on the couch. I'm over here like tearing up. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was quality. I think Michael Douglas that that was a very good casting because I was I was excited to see if they were going to do Hank Pym because I much prefer Scott Lang over Hank Pym. Hank Pym is very much a Eh, I don't really. I don't know what that was. Hank Pym is not is not great. Because um, either different version of Hank Pym wanted like the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. He's very much a pacifist who makes Ultron because he doesn't want to be a pacifist. And there's the one, the Ultimate Line, where he's a domestic abuser. It's just it's a whole. It's a weird. Yeah, but read the Ultimate Lines. Like Captain America goes to a bar and beats the shit out of Hank Pym, and Hank Pym tries like go Giant Man, and then Cap brings him down. It's just like stay away from awesome. hope, or I will fucking kill you. It's wild. Wow. Um, so I thought it was good that Hank Pym was kind of like Hank Pym is like another Tony Stark character, where like so much has come from Hank Pym, and so much of the MCU has. Yeah. And it's, of course, you get that in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, but like Hank Pym leaves a footprint. And. Mm-hmm. To go with what Christian is saying, I do like how this is not as connected to the MCU. The only line we get, like, don't they have countries to bring down or something right now? Yeah. I'm not calling the yeah. Avengers for this shit. Sokovia. Uh, there was yeah. another hint, well, not hint, but like uh, the newspaper that uh, when uh, Scott is flying on Antony, uh, he lands on a newspaper and the, the newspaper headline was, who really is uh, like responsible for Sokovia? I just thought that was clever. Oh, yeah. that's that's a, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, it's a it's well, like I mean, a blinker miss. We do have a bigger Avengers connection, which is obviously the Avengers compound. Oh my god! Oh, yes, uh, one of the most amazing awesome. scenes of the movie. When that ha- when that happens in theaters, when you realize like, oh, it's not just the regular uh, storage facility, and you see the the big A, yeah. like in the theater, I lost it. I was like, you what? hear you hear the music too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and uh, it's such a good fight. It was such a well done fight. And it's just the mm-hmm. end, like, no one can tell Cap about this. Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. And then we get that payoff in the post credit scene. It's like, I know a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big tech. I've, I've watched that. That was the uh, post credit scene that I watched the most because that was when I was working in the movie theaters. And to this day, if you had told me he said Sokovia Accords, sorry, if you had told me he said the Accords, I, I wouldn't believe you because – his line delivery is just like so the way uh, Anthony Mackie talks it's like it meshes all the words mesh all together in that scene but like I was hyped as fuck you know 
I guess I need subtitles to watch a movie. I don't know. How about that? I'm yeah. a big subtitle fan yeah, as me, well. Me too. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So. Speaking of Darren Cross, guys, I have an updated theory. I actually, I do want to hear Christian before we get into theories and stuff. Yeah. I'd like to hear Christian's uh, take on uh, Luis. You said, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I I know, obviously, you probably have something to say on him, but like a very beloved character in the MCU. Like, very much one of the most most memed characters. uh, Like, a lot of people would say, like, I wish someone recapped the MCU, but it was Luis. Yeah. Stuff like that. Before anything. For good good reason, too, because I love Luis as well, right? There's a lot to love about him. He's super funny. Michael Pena, obviously, a very comedic actor. Those. Those scenes where he's recapping stuff is always hilarious, especially when he goes off on like weird tangents that like, like you get a little bit of his character, like what he's interested. What are you laughing at, Eric? What are you thinking about? You know, I love a good rosé. Yeah. (laughs) See, like, like that, like those lines is is, like those throwaway lines are like super funny, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But my, my issue, uh, I think it comes with just casting in general. Um, Like Michael Pino is very open about like how he doesn't like a lot of his roles. Because as a Mexican-American actor, I mean, just in general, like, different minorities go through this. But, like, Michael Pena gets stereotyped as, like, the comedic Mexican guy all the time. And he's always wanting to pursue different kinds of roles in Hollywood. But they just don't offer them to him. Like, they always want him as this kind of person, as, like, a Luis type of character. And, like, not to say that Luis sucks, because I don't think that's true at all. But it's a shame to see, like my people rep- like represented on screen as just like the people who are there to support the the main white dude and who are just there to like make everyone laugh which is kind of a bummer for me but now that we're getting stuff like black panther and and we just got shang chi as well i, I would love to see a, a mexican superhero or like a latino superhero in some capacity at some point in the future got a little bit with miles that representation uh was awesome to see in miles when he's speaking spanish with his mom yeah and then we might get a, a blue beetle coming with dc so i think that's gonna be really really cool so um, we there's lots of getting... about... oh Go so ahead. we are getting uh, america chavez and dr strange so oh. at, at the um so I, I agree with you i didn't mean to interrupt so did, not, did not know that i just want to let you know like hopefully that representation is coming um yes because yeah that'd be great and i think it is yeah so there's there's a lot to love about luis but uh, there's a, there's a few criticisms I have, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, I love him as well. I will say uh, for people that haven't seen Michael Pena in a serious role, uh, please do yourselves a favor and watch End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal. Fucking phenomenal. Very good film. Yeah, very good film. The best David Ayer film. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> you don't like Suicide Squad? Nobody likes it. Was, it was. I like. It was fun. I had a fun time watching that. That man looked like a crocodile. <laughs> We're not getting uh, into that. You know who we didn't. We didn't. We didn't talk about at all. Who? Just the relationship between Scott and Cassie. I think is really well done. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. Give me one second. I got a phone call. Okay. Okay. Like I, you're you're definitely right because I think because we talked about earlier how these uh it's so weird just watching his mouth move nothing come out yeah <laughs> yeah um, i think it's important we talked about how marvel gets the human characters done right and this movie is all about just a dad trying to provide and want to see his kid again so he's going through all this stuff does everyone thing goes all these heists because he just wants to be able to see his kid and that's yeah outstanding. kind of some criticisms there on like the state of the world too like if you're arrested even if it's for the right reasons right like your life is kind of ruined after that it's tough to come back and i think the way marvel kind of approaches that is is really interesting like 
the Baskin Robbins dude is like, yeah, I respect man. Like you did something very awesome. Of course I have to fire you. But yeah, there's, there's some criticisms there. I also just love that he comes in anyway to see his daughter on her birthday and he gives her like the most disgusting stuffed animal. And she's like, I love it. He's ugly. Yeah. Like, that's just cute. I do like that. Uh, she like idolizes him, even though like she knows like, I guess like, the yeah, yeah, that he's a screw up and that's okay. Like she still idolizes him and she still loves him for who she is, for who he is. Yeah, I hope my kids like that one day. You know, they just idolize me for being a screw up. What What did you guys think of uh, Paul Rudd's shredded body when he's when he's training? Surprise! Yeah, surprised he got that shredded. You're surprised? Why are you surprised? You didn't think Paul Rudd could do it, didn't you? No, it's just like you don't see Paul Rudd with the ripped body. You usually yeah. just see him in comedies, so okay, all right, that's her. He's not like, like yeah, he's not massive, but it's like, oh damn. I just feel like if if uh, uh, Chris Pratt could do it, I think Paul Rudd could do this. No problem. Very true. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of comedies in the late or early 2010s of Paul Rudd just being like this, like also shabby. how how old is Paul Rudd? 52? Yeah, this man doesn't age. <laughs> He was in his forties, right? During this during this movie? I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I cut you I cut you off, Christian. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. I'm just saying he's a little schlubby in all the other movies, so this is it's change of pace for Paul Rudd. He is fifty two years old right now, so what, six years ago? He was forty five? Forty Oh wait, twenty twenty one, yeah, six. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta think Paul's got this Ant Man movie and Possibly, maybe one more after that. I will also say, New Jersey like gave us this one good thing. He's born born in Passaic, New Jersey. One, oh, Paul! Yeah, oh, yeah, did none of that. One good thing, Jersey. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else to bring up before I get into my uh, theory? I like that they what? whistled. It's a small world. Yeah, that was pretty. Clever. Did they? Yeah, when Luis was like... Is uh, that what he's whistling? Yeah. Oh. Very cool. Um, my updated solid theory... Solid movie. Yeah, very solid movie. Top tier. Honestly, I haven't done a ranking like you guys have on Letterboxd, but like this might be... Oh, I've been redoing mine. My or- For origin movies, this is definitely number two. That's why I think like the origin movies have gotten better because I feel as though like these are characters that are like lived in in this universe before they become. Whereas like you know, Mm -hmm. Captain America is like, oh look, I'm a skinny guy now. I'm a big dude. Like I don't know how to do this. I guess it's also like these are characters we probably never would have gotten if it wasn't for the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying like I, I feel as though they've gotten superhero origin movies have gotten much better. Yeah. Like, we did stumble once since then, but... Um, what was, what was the oh, I, we'll get there. I, I, I know what he's talking about. We stumbled once since then, but... Not Black Widow. <laughs> no. Uh, most, of, the, most of the origin movies have been, like, probably, like, Shang-Chi. I didn't feel as though it was an origin movie. I know we call it an origin movie. But, like, he lived in that world for so long, and he's just back in it. So I would say origin movie is, like, he becomes... 
the hero we I, know him. I understand that, yeah. but I just feel like origin movies have definitely gotten better because like origin movies used to be like uh, not never not forget, great. never forget. I just saw. I recently watched Spider Man two thousand two again great for film. the first time. Amazing, and that movie still fucking holds up. Mm-hmm. Still That's fucking holds up. Willem Dafoe, great yeah. performance. Yeah. Also, Willem Dafoe is super ripped in that movie for no reason. He's always been kind of that way, though. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's like, he's like that skinny ripped. Yeah, skinny yeah. ripped. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I, what I would put. Um, so update your theory. Hear yes. me out. What if Darren Cross survived, and he's just in the quantum realm and gets brought back by Kang in the next Avengers movie? It could be like a bigger version of the Sinister Six. We have. I hate that. Uh, you wouldn't hate it, right? We have. No, I would hate that. Oh, you would hate that. Uh, Do you, yeah, put up five five bucks in the jar right now. I don't have five bucks. Well, he's still me. hold on. He's still going. I want to hear more, more of this. Oh, no, okay. like we see if if um, what's this guy's name? If the 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 way that uh, we see um, Black Panther going, how it is currently, like if um. Chadwick Boseman didn't die, and mm-hmm. we just see Kang bringing out like the big guns and getting freaking Killmonger. We have freaking Darren Cross is somehow one of the big bads. We have fucking Jeff Bridges coming back. Tony, like, come on, are you kidding me are right you bringing now? Back the lamest villains and then I, kill. I just wanted yeah. to say Tony, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's just like no one would get excited to see Darren Cross back. It'd be like, okay, him, ooh, okay. I also thought like I did want to see like somebody that we knew from Hydra show up in this movie, like if it was Crossbones. Yeah. But I think, I think that's its strength of this movie. Like it doesn't bring up much crazy MCU stuff. It's just all right. This guy works for Hydra. Oh, I remember Hydra. Hydra did stuff. Right. Like, I, I just I would have liked to see somebody familiar. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, Can I just say something. Yeah, go for it. I love you guys. Uh, for, for what? What did we do? Just just saying it. Okay. All oh, right. Thank you. Thank you. Love you too. Uh, um, and now it's time to. Fuck, it's ranked the Stanley cameos. I, I got have a, forgotten what the Stanley cameo Stan is. Stanley cameo is at the end where he's Bartender. recapping. That's yes. right, yeah. But before we do that, I'm going to switch it over to the next one, which is ranked the villains, because I have another phone call. Eric, go ahead. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. I'm sorry. One Christian second. and I can just talk. We want you here for that. Okay. All right. That's fair. We'll, but, just, we'll just talk about You gotta something. answer that phone, man. Yeah, no, it's all right. I gotta call them back. Hold on. Secure the bag. Hold on, hold on. He's getting, he's getting the screen up. All right. To, yeah, there we go. So, Christian, what movie are you excited to see next, just in general? Oh, that's a very good question. I've been rewatching we, the Bond. I figure what? we just get away from Marvel for a second. Let's just talk yeah, about movies. We can wait for him. I've been rewatching the Bond movies uh, okay. to, in preparation for No Time to Die, so that was mm-hmm. fun to... We watched Casino Royale. Ugh, Casino Royale. That was quick. What a it's shitty a great, movie! What are you insane? Casino Royale is like the second listen. Best no movie. Time to Die actually looks very interesting for me as a person yeah. who hates Daniel Craig as Bond. What You're the insane. fuck is this? Am I insane? We'll find His out. Yes. We'll find out. 
We'll find out. You just didn't out. like that they played poker for 45 minutes. No, I actually like poker. It's just like Casino Royale was... Uh, Meh. It's so good. But we will be doing a uh, uh, I was like gonna say the, Casino the Royale like, in review. <laughs> where you just kept like stop putting your fingers to your ear. I was like, oh man, this is so intense. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Alright, well you you have it, okay? We're gonna be watching the James Bond movies leading up to No Time to Die. That's we you don't got a lot of time. Yeah. Well how how much time do we have? No time, no time to, to die comes out. Bond. Yeah. What? We got to start now or last week. What? When does it come out? Dude, they're like... It comes, it out, comes out October 8th. 8th. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like I guess we're doing two weeks. <laughs> what? Well, no. Uh, the James Bond, how many movies are in this trilogy or whatever? Five. Five? This will be the fifth. Yeah, this will be the fifth one, dude. You can't oh, okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. I thought you meant like five before this movie. There are four before this movie. Yeah, that's fine. We can watch two movies soon. That's a lot of movie in one week. No, because we're going on hiatus next week, so we can watch. We can sub in two movies that week. I thought. So what? I don't know, man. Talk. We'll talk about this off the. Are we not? Are we not going on hiatus? (laughs) Okay. 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 So I'm back, (laughs) which means it's time for ranking the Stanley cameos. And of course, we're just doing number ten and up. That's it, guys. I I learned my lesson last week. Okay, number ten. We have the Guardians of the Galaxy as the perverted old man hitting on the younger lady on Nova with Rocket's voiceover. Number nine. We have the Incredible Hulk as the old man dying from radiation poisoning. We think we're not really sure. It doesn't really specify. Uh, number eight, we have Thor the Dark World. Can I get my shoe back in the mental hospital? Which, again, uh, it's a little too high on this list, but that's okay. Uh, number seven, we have Iron Man 3 as the beauty pageant judge on TV, which is also a little too high on this list. Which Number six, we have Iron Man as Hugh Hefner. Number five. <laughs> number five is Captain America the First Avenger as the White House Medal of Honor commentator who says, I thought he'd be taller. Number four, we have Captain America the Winter Soldier as the Smithsonian security guard who is going to lose his job because Cap stole his uniform. Back. I should put that in there. Cap stole his uniform. Back. Uh, number three, we have Avengers, superheroes in New York. Give me a break. The old man playing chess in the park in the new, uh, in the new segment. Of course, we have number two as Thor pickup truck. Ah, uh, ooh, number two in Thor. No, no, no. Number two is Thor as the pickup truck guy trying to lift a uh, hammer, looking back, asking, did I get it? And of course, number one, we have Avengers Days of Ultron. As the World War II vet that gets super hammered at the Avengers party. Where would we like to put Ant-Man as... Well, we should probably talk about what it is first. Give me a sec. Jeez. As (laughs) the old man in Luis's... uh, Fuck, I should have wrote this down. The old man in Luis's recap of a story that gets way too obscure... And he's hitting on this old uh, younger lady. I'm not really sure. I he's really just should. talking to somebody. He's talking okay. to her. All right, all right. Yeah, a super fly or a super fine foxy lady. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Where do you want to put this? 
I, I can go. I can go as high as six. Yeah, I will go. That's the I. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> Ruben, where would you put this? Excuse me. Like, you're, you're, oh my you're god. I'm so you're sorry. The, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're, the, you're the Stan Lee guy. Where? So listen, listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. This needs to be at least number one. I'm just kidding. With you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Yeah, six is probably the highest I'd go with this. It's a little. You get it to a little bit more screen time and kind of more lines in the Hugh Hefner stuff. It's just funny enough, but not quite as funny as the the other ones. Yeah, you get me. Okay, I'll I'll. Yeah, that's good. Okay, and of course we put this at number six. Um, I'm not reading this all over again. It's just a mouthful every fucking time. I, I think we, I think we know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'll fill that in later. Okay. Uh, so now it's time to rank the villains and boy, do we have a, Ooh, we have a fight for a bottom spot here. Um, so, oh, do we? uh, let's, let's, mm-hmm. we're going to get that in a second. All right, Strength Villains, number 10, Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Number 9, Ronan the Accuser from Guardians 1. Number 8, Tony himself, Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. Number 7, Ultron from Age of Ultron. Number 6, Red Skull from the First Avenger. Number 5, Taskmaster slash Drakeoff from Black Widow. Number 4, Loki from Thor. Number 3, Loki from Avengers. Number 2, The Winter Soldier from Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And our boy, number 1, Wenwu from Shang-Chi. Where do we think Darren Cross ranks? And I got to tell you, everybody, for me personally, he is right above Malekith and Curse. I'm going to be honest with you. I would say he's also above Whiplash and Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer was fun. Justin Hammer was fun, but like... I love that we're all... Go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I love that we only said the top 10 and we're talking about villains that are not in the top 10. <laughs> Darren Cross is bad. Darren Cross is definitely one of the... When they talk about Marvel villains, where it's like... When you see in all the Marvel movies, like, oh, the villain's one-dimensional, the villain's, villain's not that great. It's Darren Cross and Malekith for me. Those are like, when I think of really bad MCU villains, it's this. Because at least, you know, Abomination... Or Emil had like you know he was angry that Hulk kicked his ass so much, so he wanted to make himself better, become a monster. And Thunderbolt Ross had an already big connection to Bruce, both personally and from the Hulk point of view. I thought that was really strong. Whereas you know, Cross only gets the thing above Malekith and Curse because the Yellow Jacket fights were cool. I would I, even I go ahead, Christian. I've talked too much on this episode. I would argue that. You could maybe consider Darren Cross a little bit over Abomination. I think, like Darren Cross is a, a smart enough guy, even though he is kind of one dimensional and like kind of whiny. Let's be honest, he still like is driven enough to become this villain where he is going to murder um, the people that he actually cares about, which is like a little bit compelling. And then the fact that he learns who like the actual Ant Man is, Scott Lang. Um, and then figures out where like his family lives, and then like is kind of menacing in like Ant Man's home, and like invades that way. I think is a bit more compelling than Abomination just Listen, showing up and smashing things. I appreciate you saying all this, which is why I'm going to bump up my ranking, and I'm going to put him 
definitely above Whiplash slash Justin Hammer just because those guys didn't do anything for me. But I am also you, going to you say... You did not have fun with Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer? Sam Rockwell is great, don't get me wrong, but like he didn't really do much for me. I will also say mm-hmm. Aldrich Killian, kind of a bitch. And like he didn't really do anything for me either. That whole... Oh, like I'm trying, just trying to get back at Tony because he left me on a freaking rooftop on New Year's Eve one night. Like, get the fuck over yourself, bro. Like, literally what Darren Cross does in this movie. I want to get. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, kind of not really. I would say Darren Cross. The reason why Darren Cross becomes a villain is because his mentor literally pushed him to the side because he saw too much of himself in him. Too much of Michael Douglas, well, I, I would say too much of Hank Pym in Darren Cross, which is kind of like, well, that's crazy that you're saying that. And I feel like if that's the case, you would have been there to help shelter him and like show him the right way instead of leaving him just by himself to fall to the dark side, so to speak. Um He's also much more compelling than probably Ronan the Accuser in the sense in the sense that Ronan just wants to. Again, I know this. I'm probably pulling this out of my ass, but I know you guys aren't going to go for this. But Ronan the Accuser is definitely one dimensional and like all he wants is just to kill a mass population of people because of what his ancestors did a long time ago. You're telling me this isn't more compelling? His fucking mentor left him wow. here. Okay, all right, all right. No. Okay, all right. I I had to try. I had to try. I had to try. I appreciate it. Yeah. I had this to man just kept climbing the ladder of villains. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it. I wouldn't go above. I wouldn't go above Obadiah Singh. To be fair, we were gonna get there. To be fair, I think Ruben did convince me that Darren Cross is a bit better than Whiplash. He did. Whiplash was just there for no reason. I, or like Whiplash and Just Hammer. I think you might have convinced me that it's a bit more compelling than those villains. Whiplash is only there just to progress the story. I... And so okay. is Aldrich Killian. Okay. I, will, I will concede to you that he is better than Whiplash. I just had so much fun watching Sam Rockwell be Justin Hammer. Yeah, but you also that have is. to, like, it's two sides of the same coin. You can't have Justin Hammer without Whiplash. Uh, the I shitty understand. Okay, I will, I will concede. Because Aldrich Killian had, like, that master plan, you know, where he was going to infiltrate everything, and he had the vice president and all that shit involved. Like he was ready to take out the actual president. I thought um, the extremist people themselves were, you know, scary. Like, yeah. uh, I think I will. You convinced me, Ruben. I will put him right below Aldrich Killian. How about that? Two spots up. That's a big. That's a big improvement. I will also say, like, and he looks good in a suit. He does look good in a suit. Like that vulture. I think th- I'm going to say this. Like, I, I just think that. The twist in this movie that he finds out who Scott Lang is and he was waiting for him at the this entire time is better than the Aldrich Killian twist. I'm not saying that's going to be anything up the ladder. I just want to say that I, I think he deserves better. 
I just think okay. Aldrich Killian fucked up Tony's life so much in a short attention span. Took out his best friend, almost. You know, had Pepper hostage. Literally destroyed his home. Okay. Um, all that stuff. It affected Tony very much in a lot of ways. We're like, this is Tony Stark here. Like, this is like... I'll- yeah, Probably but the if people in the MCU outplayed the U.S. government to get to not just the president, but to Tony and War Machine in the same uh, like maneuver. Okay, all right. I I will give you. I will give you. That's fine. I'll take Justin two hammer. I'll take two spots. I'll take two spots. Yeah. I'll take what I can get. So it's one. He's now and even crack the top ten. He's number eleven. <laughs> what the fuck? Why do I have? Okay, I think I did something wrong here. Darren Cross was it K or C? Oh, was C. The C, yeah. He's number eleven. Oh, uh, okay, because I didn't. I kept. No, there's something wrong here. Uh, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, Darren Cross number. 11. I think there was another. Also, do you guys remember like watching it the the post credit scene when it was the Civil War scene? I was like, I was fucking hyped. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god, we're about to get Civil War, baby. There's Bucky, Falcon, and Cap. Which is exciting because it's like straight up just a scene from Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's very awesome. I got a guy. Well, while Ruben does that, is it time to rank the, the MCU movies? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Then in that case, let me read you our top 10. Number 10, Iron Man 2. Number nine, Iron Man one. Number eight, Iron Man three. Number seven, Black Widow. Number six, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Number five, Captain America: The First Avenger. Number four, The Avengers. Number three, you said it yourself, bitch. Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And number one, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Where did what does this movie rank for you guys based on this list? Ooh. Ruben, you want to go first? No, I don't want to go first. Okay, I I'll, you guys I'll, are gonna just shit on I'll, me. I'll, I'll do, I don't know, dude. Uh, for me, it? I will go at the new number six. I will put it right above Age of Ultron. Oh wow! Okay, that's higher than that's... I thought you would go. So okay, the numbers okay, but not as good as Captain America: The First Adventure. Nope. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna counter that. I think this movie is probably better than Captain America: First Avenger. In the sense okay. that it's funnier. It's got a great set of cast members. We have some good quips. You know, it wasn't great as I could do this all day. But, like, I've already yeah. I've already had, I already stated my case. All right. I've been campaigning since the beginning. This is, this is hard because you make a good point. Like, hmm. I think the third act of... Captain America the First Avenger isn't as tight as the third act in Ant-Man and like Red Skull is only marginally better than Darren Cross like he's a better villain for sure but they're still kind of weaker villains if you get what I mean Yeah. so I can see why you would say Ant-Man is better but I don't know the themes and like uh, like the establishing of Captain America Steve as Captain America I think is so well done that I oh it's very hard to do it yeah I, I, I agree because I think you take a character like Captain mm. America that's been around for so long and people had like some type of expectation on Captain America, like Boy Scout. 
And he was kind of still a Boy Scout in the movie, but, like, they made Captain America cool. Whereas, like, not many people knew about Ant-Man, so it's like, I don't know what to expect with this movie. Oh, this is cool. This was fun. And now Ant-Man's, you know, a beloved MCU yeah. character. And I think, like, you're right, like, the themes of Captain America, the first one, I think they're just so solid. I just don't think anything in Ant-Man just tops the dummy grenade scene. Yeah, and, and that's training, true. I don't think anything in it tops it. I him think just, yeah. you have the scene where he's talking to uh, Evangeline Lilly in the car, and he's like, don't you get it? Like, the reason why he's hired me is because I'm expendable. Like, you're just... He doesn't want to lose you. And it just... This guy... If anybody knows me, I'm a huge Captain America fan. I think that the Captain America movies just get better with age. Like, throughout the whole trilogy, just perfection. Uh, but, like, Ant-Man... Again, I, I said this in the beginning. Ant-Man is one of the characters which I thought, like, what the fuck? Why are they bringing Ant-Man into this MTU? Like, who the fuck is Ant-Man? And they show me who Ant-Man is, and they sh- prove to me, like, <laughs> this guy is not to be fucked with uh, in the sense, like, like, he will get shit done no matter what the case is. And I will say Hank Pym is the reason why we fucking get back at Thanos. I just want to put that out there. If it wasn't for Hank Pym, we wouldn't fucking defeat Thanos. Um, I mean, some would say it was Tony figuring out right. the time travel equation. Quantum mechanics. Yeah, but like without Hank Pym's tech, they wouldn't have been able but to... But does do. that make Ant-Man better than Captain <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm rambling. However, like, it's comparing apples to oranges because, like, the big three, Captain America, sure. Iron Man, and Thor, like, I don't think anything could top those movies. However, like, I, I just find this movie to be fun. I find this movie to be a, a great example of showing me why this yeah. character matters. And it's a fucking heist movie, guys. Like, come on. Yeah. Ruben, there's no shame in, like, like knowing that, like, one movie is better but still preferring another. Like, that's totally fine. Yeah. That said, I, I can't break it above First Avenger. I'm sorry. Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, over age, one over Age of Ultron as the new number six, I think, is a fair enough spot for it. Also, Scott Lang, probably the number one dad in the MCU. Yeah. Let's be real. Okay. Oh, I should write this in. I'm sorry. That's okay. So there we have it. Your new number 10 here on the MCU Rewind show goes as follows. Number 10... Iron Man 1. Oh, my God. Iron Man is going to fall below the top 10. That's crazy. Number 9, Iron Man 3. Number 8, Black Widow. Number 7, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 6, Ant-Man. Scott, you have to become the ant. I'm sorry. I don't know why I started doing this. Number 5, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 4, The Avengers. Number 3, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 2, Shang-Chi. And number 1, The Winter Soldier. We can we it. can we get that list. Michael Douglas impression again? No, no, absolutely. It was not. really good. It was way better than mine, obviously. Um, okay, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we are done with phase two. Phase. Oh, two. that yeah, that's it. Twelve movies. One little hiatus now. Technically, eleven movies. If we're counting that right. No, ten movies. Ten movies. If we're counting that right. No, wait, twelve movies. Well, it's ten movies that are in Phase 2. 
Yeah. No, there isn't. There's only six movies in phase two. Well, like the first two phases. That's what I meant. Like we have Shang-Chi and we have Black Widow in this list. Yeah, there's 12 movies in the first two phases. Yes. That's impossible. Six and six. Yeah, we've done 14 movies and we've done two new movies. Oh, that's right. Okay. I deleted the first two. The the last two, they don't count. Um, Yeah. Crazy. Crazy stuff. About to get rolling. Yeah. It's about to get really difficult to rank these movies going yeah, forward. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, we have what? Eternals? Coming out? Uh, I yeah. think Eternals. Coming out in November? Uh huh. Yeah, that comes out November 5th. I'm so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back uh, the Monday after November 5th. I don't know what that is. Let's look it up. Probably like, I don't know, the 8th. It'd be the 8th, yep. Yep, November 8th to discuss Eternals. And after that, guys, we have Spider-Man No Way Home, which is exciting shit. Yeah, because I think um, after Eternals... Hawkeye starts, have, but Hawkeye... We'd have like a movie or two to do in the Rewind, and then we'd have Hawkeye... It's going to be wild to rank Spider-Man No Way Home without having ranked the other two Spider-Man yeah, on this yeah. list yet. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. That'll be fun. But yeah, thank you everyone for joining us so far This these first two phases. Yeah. Uh, this, this has definitely been the favorite th- my favorite thing I've made. One of my favorite things I've made ever. Um, so. You have a whole podcast on Destiny. It's crazy. I, well, I definitely took a break from fan. Destiny I mean, you for did. a long time. So. You did, you did. So, no, very, very excited. So, mm-hmm. but I think a hiatus will do good for us. Get a little recharge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll give me some time so. to have Ella catch up. Let's see if we can watch twelve movies. Well, fourteen. Yeah, movies. and then next time, everybody, you'll probably see a little baby uh, on the next episode oh with me. My so, man. little Ruby may be joining us on the next Marvel Mondays. Okay, all right. So we'll see. Ask her what she thinks about Let There Be Carnage. Ugh. I will. Ugh. I will. <laughs> um, with that being said, let's get into some plugs. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, hi, my name is Eric Segan on Twitter. Uh, I'm starting to get into serious dad mode because, you know, like I said, I just got I have a baby coming next month and I'm very nervous and excited. Um, let's see. I thought he was uh, going to tear up. <laughs> no. Uh, um, yeah, that that's literally what I got going for me. Um, no, that that's that's all. I, I got nothing. I I said that I'm gonna try to review Guardians of the Galaxy game for this channel, yeah, but it may not so. come out for a while. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I think what we could do. Well, we'll talk off air, but I, I think we can set something up, figure something out. So. All right. Anyway, that's that's what I got. Christian, where can people find you? You can follow me at Iso Christian on Twitter for my soccer takes and my uh, random inquiries into video games that I occasionally post about. Um, I also run a movie podcast uh, over at Large Popcorn Pod. Ironically enough, the movie we're doing this year is not a movie. It's a, this year, this week, uh, is a video game. It's a spoiler cast on Returnal. Uh, we oh. also talk about The Matrix, of course. Oh so get get in there for, uh, for that. It launches tomorrow. Uh, and then... Oh, I do a weekly video game podcast every Wednesday over at Podcast PXN where we break down the latest and greatest in video game news. It's always a good time. 
Super Monkey Ball. Guys, not to be the guy who mentions shit way too early, but we are three months away from our second annual Game of the Year podcast. And ooh, it's going to be a doozy. That's going to be a fun one. I got to play some more games. I'm playing Demon Souls right now, so... Oh, fire, dude. Ooh. I tried to get into uh, it. I couldn't get into it. That's great on PS5. It's so awesome. It's it's probably the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's so gorgeous. Uh, I may pick up Deathloop tomorrow. I'm not I sure. A, I 100% think that you should. Well, I think I'm going to wait, though, because apparently Best Buys are going to be having Series Xs on Thursday. Okay. That you can get. So I may go try to cop one of those. So. Okay. You're going to get that. That way can future-proof. No, if I, I'm just going to go for the normal Series X. So Nice. Okay. So, if I can get those Bethesda games to run at 60 FPS on console, mm. that'd be nice. All right. Uh, of course, you could find me at That Guy Tuesday on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you could find the uh, Penultimate Conquest on Twitter at Pen Conquest, YouTube. Uh, what else? Instagram is also pen conquest if i'm not mistaken um yeah but again to clarify tomorrow 12 p.m eastern go to the youtube channel and see this brilliance that christian has put out you haven't even seen it i'm excited to that teaser that you gave us oh literal chills literal chills Christian's a smart boy. I'm he sure really he's is. made something. I'm he sure really he's is. made some wonderful art. I'm excited to see it tomorrow. Uh, it will be a YouTube premiere video. Yeah. So we'll see how crazy that is going to be. All right. With that being said, have a wonderful night, ladies and gentlemen. See you next time. And non-binary. See you next time. Excel. Excelsior. 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 Excelsior.